everybody. Welcome to the Bar is Open last call tonight. Got Allison Clay with us tonight. It's going to be a fun fucking show. Such an honor. Thank you for having me here. Really appreciate it. Staying up late night. This is literally a late late night last call, which is awesome. So in the prior last call, so I've talked about the reason we do this. It's really to kind of highlight people that have done unique and honorable jobs really in in like serving the community right and the work you've done is a unique job and we're going to get into that here in a couple (laughs) minutes so i really want to just share that with you guys go out check it out we'll post this out um in the next it'll probably be out tomorrow or something like that um but check it out on youtube uh it'll be out on not instagram i always say that it's not on instagram why Why not but it's going to be on um uh, iTunes and Spotify, obviously, and then Podbean as well awesome. for listening enjoyment. But yeah, you'll be able to check it out there. So welcome, thank, thank you so you. much for yeah. coming in and chatting with me. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. I like talking into a microphone. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's Enjoyable. kind of different. So cheers. Yeah, it is. We always like to oh, kick yeah. off the show with a, a quick cheers because yes. it is the bar is open, right? Normally, Beth. Normally the bar is open mm. with Beth and Greg, but this is a special show and I am Wonderful. happy to have you here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So you were the unin- unintentional campaign manager for your mom. Right. Right. And that's yeah. really, we're going to go through a little bit of, of Allison's background and talks through some of that, but Do we have I've to? known Allison for <laughs> six, seven years now. She's married to one of my best friends for like 30 years. And this kind of just like, it really struck me as being, it's, it's a super interesting thing to me. It's like, how the fuck do you manage doing something like that? How do you like, what is being a campaign mm. manager? Like we see like the national level shit happening. Right. And you were at the, it was the, for your mom, it was local, it was Mm -hmm. the 14th congressional district. In Florida. In Florida, yeah. Sorry, because there's so many things. Yeah. How the hell did that happen? Well, I work for her company. Right. Uh, You know, I'm her daughter, so I wear a lot of hats. Um, You know, it's just like working for a boss that has a lot of demands and requests. And so... Um, over time, you know, there was just a need to fulfill things for the campaign that weren't being currently met by her team. And I just stepped in and started yeah. assisting where needed. And then before you know it, it was, you know, a full-time endeavor. It's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. It's a crazy, all of a sudden, it's <laughs> a crazy lifestyle. So let's go back. Let's okay. back up a little bit and kind of give a little bit of your background, right? So to say, okay. I wouldn't say that I am nearly qualified to become a campaign manager. I don't even know what it takes to become like what the, I don't even know what the qualifications for that would be. So I know like, for instance, we, we've been friends. Like just, I know your some of your background, right? What was your background in like sales and uh, marketing and yeah, sales, what, public yeah. relations, marketing, um, you know, helping <laughs> businesses get started, um, all those types of avenues all kind of intertwine themselves. And when you look at the political sphere, as far as, um, marketing your candidate and who you're representing and, you know, also working for someone that signifies values that, you know, align with your personal beliefs. So, yeah. um, again, for me, you know, falling into that, especially with my mother being in the role she was in. I was very uncertain about my political beliefs, you know, for quite some time. And then of course, like, you know, becoming older, having children of my own and looking at the world at large really shifted my perspective of where my values lied Mm -hmm. or laid, (laughs) however you want to say it. Right. And, uh, you know, looking at what she was doing and trying to accomplish, I just felt like, I had her best, best interest at heart to help her get her name out there to the community at large so they could understand who she was, that they had someone available that they could reach out to to make change. Yeah. It's in, it's just interesting, right? And you start thinking about, like, again, 
you want to have an impact in your community. And we were talking earlier, we were just talking, trying to talk just before this to kind of go over some mm -hmm. of the notes. And that's just kind of how you have to do these type of things. And one of the things was that it would have been an uncontested, basically, run in that particular district, something like that, right? Is that what? Is that the way you put it? I think. Well, like I don't think we. I didn't. Had your mom not stepped up, right? Right. Yeah. So the candidate who has been a fourteen-year incumbent um, had nobody running against her for her seat, and um, I think there was a myriad of factors: COVID playing into it, yeah. the shutdown how that's affecting small businesses. Uh, my mother, who owns a successful small business in Florida, so she would be a you know, great candidate to speak for the people representing the people she, to yeah, let them know, hey, I'm a small business owner. Community, yeah. I know how this feels. Um, I understand these impacts yeah. that directly affected her uh, desire to run for office again against this candidate. That's cool. You know, and that I think it's unique. It, it, you know what? It really does take a unique personality to run for any type of public office. I have a lot of respect for these people because, from my own personal experience and the people that I dealt with and encountered and met, um, moreover, these people are dedicated to the people and want to help them and be an advocate for their constituency of citizens that they represent. And that's what you'd want. I mean, you, I think, I mean, it's right. like, you want people who are accessible. And that's one thing that I started learning, um, you know, as a taxpaying citizen is, Hey, you want access to your candidates. You have every right when they're, especially when they're campaigning, get out there, show up, go to an event, meet these people, ask your questions, figure out where their values align with yours. And whatever your criteria is for voting with that person, uh, supporting their candidacy and their campaign, because it really does come down to that individual level assistance to perpetuate your campaign and keep right. it going. So it's a great way to wrap and kind of tie that initial part up. And now I want to, I really want to get into kind of like your perspective on being a campaign manager is really <laughs> the thing. So that's, I was, because we've been friends for so long, it's, it's one of those things It's like, like, holy shit, Allison's like managing a campaign. Right. Right. And it's, yeah. I've known you for a long time and you've had a lot of different jobs. We have conversations, we have dinners, we've done a lot of different things. And it's like, again, it comes down to, I don't even know where to, I wouldn't even know where to start on something like that. Right. So, um, it got you, basically you got into the campaign, like you said, because your mom was like, Hey, it's a job. We, I need you to fill this position and lead this role. It was kind of more of me jumping in and oh, saying, really? you need my help. Okay. Like, yeah, you need me. She had a campaign consultant okay. uh, that she had brought on. And uh, it wasn't until I came across an invoice from this company that really kind of sparked my curiosity. Like what is going on here? Right. This is an exorbitant amount of money uh, for whatever I was reading on the invoice with no backup. You know, I worked in the construction industry. It was very commonplace for with invoices for the client to request backup. What's a backup? Mean? Um, let, like let, let's say in construction, your biggest um, expense is your dump fees. Okay. So you would have to turn in your dump tickets showing. Oh, the, that you had the weight. Right. The yep. That correlated to the job. Okay. Where was it coming from? Where was it going to? What okay. were you disposing of? That's considered a backup documentation. Okay. And so, um, you know, to get an invoice that was so exorbitant in cost with no backup provided, no proof of what you're saying you're doing is being done or given to us really got me going, hey, mom, what is this? What is it? So what's going on? When you hire a, a <laughs> consultant for, for like a political kind of situation like that, like a candidacy. Uh-huh. What are you expecting those consultants to do? Because it, I imagine it's when you, this is at a smaller level. Imagine you start getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. Is that where the millions and hundreds of, I mean, you know what I mean? It could get exorbitant. I imagine like, oh, what yeah. are they 
doing for you? You know, well, it really just depends on what you're agreeing to. You have to read the contract, and that's where reading really comes into play. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, Most but it's like people don't do it in right. life. So for uh, like, you go to the doctor, yeah. you sign a confidentiality release, mm -hmm. or a therapist, or you're running a car and you're exonerating responsibility in yeah. some way, shape, or form. You know, it's important to read the fine print. I know it seems tedious and exhaustive to do it. But often your best interest. It is so that you're hire aware. A Regardless, I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, everything. But you know, yeah. if your arm is twisted and you know, okay, well, I've got to hire this person. Shit. Okay, well, at least I need to be aware of my potential costs or what do I have to do on my part in right. order to sever the contract or whatever it may be. So, given that. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things that go into play when you're bringing on a consultant because they do, they basically are looking at statistical empirical evidence and so to speak. And they're okay. saying, hey, okay, well, based on your uh, demographic of voters and your district and how the voter history turnout has been, this is what has worked before. So they kind of present to you, okay. you should do, um, let's just say, A, B, or C. Okay, it could be, we need you to do mailers. You should do TV for this demographic on these channels at this rate and consistency. Now, of course, those people don't supply that for you. They're giving you advice. Or sometimes you just sub the work out through them. Uh, it could be okay for an ad, for a commercial or something right or, or and like they you could said, end up advertisement or in a paper or something. sure okay sure so where i kind of stepped in um after calling bullshit on this invoice realizing this is a ridiculous cost this doesn't make sense i don't think we should be going this avenue um and offering other alternatives. Right. Right? So there's no guidebook to this. Like, I Googled it. I tried looking up, like, okay, like, how to be a campaign manager. <laughs> like, all this stuff's coming up, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to this person. I'm going to call them. I'm going to – you just learn as you go. Right. You literally learn as you go. Which is crazy. Uh, yeah, well – Did you have any mentors, or did you – I mean, did you know anybody else that's a campaign manager? No, I – you know did you, I, Or did you meet anybody along the way It's like, hey, try – Kind of, yeah. This. Like, through my own through social yeah, media right. exploration and following certain individuals, I would come across other people, and they would be like, hey, I can offer this. I've had certain social media influencers um, that I was able to have personal one-on-one -on -one attention with, like, you know, bring in my mom, sit down, have a lunch, yeah, talk with these people, listen to their advice. Uh, these are people who have, you know, hundreds of thousands and millions of followers on social media giving us their advice and what they would do. Okay. Um, there's that. There's other consultants I've come across that have offered their assistance, support, advice, which is great. Like, I'm all ears. And you have to take it with a grain of salt. Like, right. you definitely Because everybody's do. in it for their... In this That's kind of business, other. it's an interesting <laughs> thing, right? I mean, because people are in it for themselves. You mean a lot. You're a salesperson, people. so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. go ahead. No, you're good. Yeah. No, it's 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 crazy, and that's kind of what I was thinking. It was like, it's like a lot of jobs and a lot mm. of positions. You do have kind of a situation where, where you have a mentorship kind of thing, but in a situation where you, it's so cutthroat almost like politics is now so cutthroat, right? I mean, it is, it's like, I don't care if you're I, whatever your politics or your political party is, is you want your candidate to get it right And We have some mm. sort of secret sauce and mm. I'm the political campaigning manager. I'm not going to share that with you necessarily or something like that's what I mean. It's like, can there be a, like if I were, I don't know. Maybe this is just me being me. And the way that I've tried to come up in life is like we, we try and mentor people to mm -hmm. understand and to learn and to sure. grow and do yeah. those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And I think you're very much the same person. It's like I don't think other people think that way in a lot of cases, right? Like in this, is it possible that you could have a... There are some people who are so helpful. Right kind, resourceful, uh, you know, they kind of hold your hand a little bit. They give you advice. 
but it's hard to know who to trust until you have an experience. Okay. And then you have that ability to kind of look around and gauge right. what happened and like, assess your actions, the candidate that you're working for or represent, what happened as a result of the action or whatever you participated in. You know, you have to have results. You, you have to measure your level of receptiveness with the audience. Right. How did things go overall? I mean, you know, you got to understand, hey, well, turns out maybe we shouldn't have gone to that event that wasn't so well attended or the audience that was there was very uh, difficult to deal with, let's just say. Okay. But uh, I think in general, um, I met more good people than not good. That's awesome. And people who want to help you and people who do support our movement and I call it a, a movement because even its incidences recently up until, you know, this very day have been very divisive. Um, and it's not really about the party line. It can be, but, you know, for us and I know for my mom, it's about for the people and doing right. what's right for them. And if it happens to go a certain way with a particular party, then that's fine. We understand Things have changed across party lines over decades, but it's about being a good representative of your community and open, yeah. available, list, someone who will listen, someone who really wants to make change. Mm -hmm. And that's what's ultimately it's the awesome. most important thing. That's that really comes down to that's the biggest thing is taking care of the people in the communities. One thousand percent. It doesn't matter yeah. what fucking side you're on. Honestly. Well, right. And, just being and a good human mm -hmm. being and looking out and yeah, you can have an R or a D or an I or that was always something that we whatever. campaigned against. That was one of like um her kind of her tenets of her campaign. Like it didn't matter what letter you right. hang over your name. It's what do you stand for? Where do your values lie? Mm -hmm. And who do you care about at the end of the day? Right. And you know, we just want to make sure that we can help people as a right. whole and be there for them it's awesome. collectively. It's awesome. So, all right. So what really kind of like, let's get in a little bit de deeper. What did you have any, was it, did you face any sort of adversity when you were going through any pushback as, <laughs> you know, because again, it comes down to, you know, there's going to be, again, you'd mentioned that you, how, were there mul were there mm -hmm. multiple Republicans running at the same time? Well, you have your primary. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So in your primary, you're running against people within your own party to get on the ticket for the general right. election. So okay, cool. So did you have a lot of pushback on that? Um, did not so much. Okay. The person that we you know we ran against, um, they were an older gentleman who had held different you know, public positions over his course of time living in the Tampa Hillsboro area, but um, not direct pushback necessarily. Um, you hear whispers from he this person or that person right. that they may want to tell you things that they think about that your candidate should or shouldn't do. Well, you know, maybe if she just dressed a little bit more conservatively, that could help the vote. Interesting. Um, rights, you know. It's like, or she had been told herself that her values were too conservative and that could hurt her coming into a blue district. So it's kind of like, you know, you have people within your own party who are trying to shape you. They're trying to tell you, well, I don't really like that one statement you made at that event and you're going to need to rethink your angle on fill in the blank in order to get the approval. I mean, and that's just from everyday people. Then you have it going up the ladder with different groups because at a point people want endorsements. Okay. And right. So we're going to get into donors and stuff like that in a minute. Yeah. yeah. And but that, yeah, endorsements is a huge thing. Right. Yeah. So getting endorsements from community leaders, organizations, uh, business partners, um, you know, maybe you volunteered for a nonprofit. Let's mm -hmm. just say you'd want those people to come forward and potentially endorse you. Uh, it's very difficult to get endorsements. Those don't come lightly. It's it's kind of 
it's a little bit of a dog and po- dog and pony show, show but it's also about getting pe- your peers to essentially give you the nod on paper and let you know that they support your campaign. Right. So that's it's kind of a, again it's it, there's so many again it comes down to there's so many facets and and like angles for this, right? I mean, it's really, huge. It's I mean, huge. I took on too much, you know. I mean, most you campaigns. You need like three of you to be able to yeah, do something. Yeah, I mean, like most this. campaigns have a full fledged team of, you know, the manager. Somebody that manages is supposed to manage a, a team, team of people, and I didn't have a team. I had a few people, a few select volunteers that. You know, uh, we would get people. Let's get that, in the volunteers. Let's talk that. Thing. Yeah, they yeah, come let's in. Let's talk volunteers. Okay. Like, sure. When we're getting into it. It's uh-huh. like one of the bigger challenges you mentioned to me earlier is like volunteers, right? And you have really great volunteers, and then right. you have volunteers that are kind of fly by night, right? Uh, and they you know, come in for a little bit, or sure. they just don't come in. Sometimes, yeah, right? you get you get people who you know at first um, they they uh, love the attention. A lot of excitement. They're right. young. They want to be involved. And then when it comes down to getting something done, um, you know, sometimes they have an inability to critically think and get it done. Yeah. Like, like well, come they, on. Or they, maybe they question, like, or who knows? Should I be doing this? Yeah. They, was there? It's hard for them. It well, you know, when you're older and you've had jobs and yeah. you have all this experience. You know, you know how to deal with you shit. just step up. You ask yeah. questions. You go, hey, everybody, what's you going on here? 20 something, you're young 20s yeah. or something. They're, person. They're young, like, you know, I don't know what to do. I'm looking just, for a direction. You're like, eh. yep. I can't give it to you. I need you to be the one yeah. offering direction. So yeah. that can be a little difficult, um, you know, and that it also, happens. Yeah. But, it, you know, it takes time to build up your name. It takes time to get people to understand who you are and what you present. But, you know, um, one of I had a really great volunteer who was amazing and awesome, and it was like right before the election. Oh, he just kind of ghosted us, and it was like I can't get a hold of you. Shit, yeah. Where are you? Where'd you go? So are you trying to and like you just have so to move on? How many <laughs> like? Okay, so you're doing like a door knocker kind of thing. Those are some some days. Yeah, is that a different? Okay, so you have. Mo- well, you have a lot of different roles. Okay, right, so like, right. so I guess that's the thing. There's a million different types of volunteers. So many different types right? of things they could be doing. Yeah, and and you know the thing is, like when people would reach out, it was like I would go to them. Okay, well, where are your strengths? Okay, what do you enjoy yeah. doing? So, I, for example, like um, I had this amazing volunteer who did graphic design for us, and so he came <laughs> forward, actually reached out, and was like, "Hey, I'm a graphic designer. Whatever you need." made if you need signs banners posters i'll do it for you for free and i was like, like holy shit oh my god that's a huge deal huge co- that yeah. can be a huge cost i mean that could have cost us t- a 10 15 dollars over a campaign yeah, yeah uh that was all donated which was amazing right. um i luckily through people that i met in relationships i was able to find a great videographer that i could hire but at a very lower, uh, you know, at a more competitive price price point, like we didn't have a multi million dollar campaign to run, so I had to be resourceful right. with my funds when I had funds available and go, okay, well this week I can afford to run a commercial on the radio on these stations at these days and times. Okay, perfect. Okay. I'm going to do that because everything's by the hour. It's things fluctuate, hour, they night, change. Yeah. Your your demographic, you know, kind of. Shifts as the time yeah, goes. To and what's date. going yeah, on. That makes sense. So there's a lot for me. Like I'm always kind of looking at all the angles, all the availabilities, but um having a graphic designer was was really cool. Like great. And then of course, like other businesses were very helpful uh to us. Uh, you know, one business in particular where we hosted a a fundraiser yeah. for the campaign. They didn't even charge us for this space. So at a time during COVID when all these businesses are shut down and he could have potentially charged us double thousands of dollars. It was like, Hey, there's no charge for this space. Um, we'll do whatever you want. We'll help you guys out with the visual aids signage, you know, publicizing the event on their own platforms, which was very helpful. So, you know, again, like you, meet people who support the cause they want to be involved and that's great ways that businesses and people in general can help them be involved and that's 
that's volunteering. It doesn't just have to be. A, I think a lot of people think of volunteering is like going out and handing out things and getting people to sign well, things. But there's a right. million, there's a million. There's different so ways. many things you can do. A phone calls. You can do yeah. emails. If you don't want to go door to door, um, let's say you want to stand on a corner and wave a sign for an hour. That's a huge that's thing for us. Getting them showing up at a voter facility. You know, they had early voting for two weeks. And being out front. Yeah, and, showing up, standing outside with a sign, like. That's very important to us right. to know, hey, I can count on this person to be there. Awesome. That's a challenge. So that was the challenge is oftentimes, which is cool. That can be. But I think it's cool that you're able to, again, come in. It's another quiver in your kind of or arrow in your quiver to be able to say, all right, now I've managed mm. donors and campaign finances and all of these different things. So when you were thinking of like, okay, campaign finances, and that comes to the donor portion of uh -huh. it, right? it's like, what is the, what are the bigger challenges? Because again, you see like on the news and shit like that, right? It's like, oh, Joe Biden gets $500 billion in campaign mm -hmm. or whatever it is, or Trump has this amount of campaign and. But when you really get down to the to the to the smaller communities, right, and the local districts, like you're the 14th congressional district in Florida, right? It's one out of how many X number of congressional districts. Like you're battling over smaller dollars, obviously, right? But every dollar counts, I imagine, right? So oh, yeah. when I think of donors, and this is something that we were talking about before, it, it's really it's like, yeah, we have like I, th I think of donors as like businesses and stuff like that. Oftentimes, like, I don't know, you, you think your Amazons and you think mm -hmm. your, your grocery stores or you know, whomever are donating to those. But it really comes down to like the, the families or the people in the community oftentimes. But what else would you say about that? I mean, as far as that goes, it's like, how do you drum up donations those sorts of things well it's getting yourself involved in the local community uh, making sure people understand your platform your accessibility who you are and what you stand for yeah and so through that um are a myriad of options um you know thankfully a lot of businesses remained opened in florida yeah, absolutely during covid so <laughs> we had that ability following local guidelines and restrictions to come in and invite people from the public to attend our events. Um, of course, you know, there's a, it's usually a fundraiser or a meet and greet opportunity, mm -hmm. or we're constantly trying to make ourselves available to the public. In fact, I had constituents contact us and call us and ask us how we felt about certain positions and where we would lay. And, and in fact, certain people would be over the moon that I answered the phone. Really? Because they've, they've called right? our, they've, they've picked called. picked up your cell phone and you actually get to talk yeah, to a Yeah, they human. go, oh my God, are you with the Christine Quinn for Congress campaign? Well, yes, yes, I am. Oh my Who gosh. are you? I'm her right, daughter. They, well, yeah, I'm, well yeah, and I explained that to them. Oh my gosh, you're her daughter? Wow, you must right. really care. Because you're only one you step know? away from the person at that point, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and they know I'm going to talk yeah, to her, and I'm right. going to tell her what's going on. Hey, Mom, we just got this call from this person who's been trying to reach our congressional uh, representative right. for the last three years and has gotten no response. Right. No response at all. And they That's wanna... just not right. Okay? Right. Like, your, your job is is based on being able to relay the needs of your local community. And if you're not going to answer a phone call or an email or respond to these people, who are you responding to? Right. That's a great point. Where's your time going? Right. Because it's not going to them. How many people are in the 14th district, do you think? Uh, the overall, uh, I mean, just for our particular area, I think it was around like 800,000. Okay, so 800,000 people divided say. by three. Okay, so... Maybe a um, quarter of those people, less probably 10. Let's go 10% of those but people actually may reach have out. a need. They yeah. may have a complaint. They may have yeah. an issue that they need to bring if up. If you're in office for that long, 
maybe you should probably respond. Well, and this was a veteran too. On top and of that. Yeah, yeah, like this was a veteran and, you know, we personally- That's on very... either side. Don't be a dick and be in office for that long and not answer people's shit. Right. Right? I mean, that's just kind of common sense. If I got away mm -hmm. with, there's no way I could get away with that in my job. There's right. Could no you way. imagine? Yeah, there's just well, no way. Well, in no job. What job can, you call what somebody job for do you get years. this leverage to just ignore your right. customer just, yeah. for three years? Like nobody would just be like, oh, yep, don't want to go to job. Nope. Here we go. Nope. Delete you would get message. fucking fired. Yeah. You would lose your and you job. you deserve to. And yeah, because these are your people. You work for them. Your paycheck comes out of their paycheck. Absolutely, yeah, you know, it literally a hundred. It totally does. Yeah. So Absolutely. don't sit there on your high horse and ignore the people who fought for your freedom, right? And your ability right. to hit delete. And or it doesn't ignore. even have to be a veteran. Anybody. If, I've, if I'm disabled well, or something, right. and I need something, but veterans to change. in particular. Absolutely. I mean, my. But all of our it's money. It's not rocket science to think, hey, no. these yeah. people dedicated their lives or a portion of their lives for the greater good, for their country they, and, and humanity. Yeah, yeah. And not to have the utmost of care and attention. That's bullshit. Right. I agree 100% like, with that. No, we're, I'm not okay with that. My mom's not okay with that. We are voting. She, we, <laughs> you know, she votes as a private person until she's duly elected right. for veterans. She's a veteran advocate for their rights, for their health care, for their benefits. Like it needs to happen. No questions asked. The hundred percent. I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. There's no, it's a no brainer. About, like, it literally is. Obvious, so when you say yeah. like, it's kind of the thing, it's like being out there and being public and being what, well, how would, okay. So moving forward, right. What were the biggest challenges? The biggest challenge was volunteers, right? And then you mentioned to me the other thing was just the unknown, right? Biggest challenge is like. You don't know what your challenge is until you wake up. Because every day so, there's some sort of a. That's kind of what something. I was thinking. It was like every day changes like so quickly. Right. Like, especially now. Yeah. With all the bullshit going on and like all this fucking craziness happening, right? is like how do you maintain that like and i know it was a couple months ago right where the, where you were campaigning you were mm -hmm. doing a lot of it and yeah. the, you know everything so it's like how do you manage for the unknown how do you answer your phone listen to your messages <laughs> and go get up oh, early sh no no because <laughs> you're that. staying up late anyway i'm, a, I'm an adult Caca. i'm uh, no, really what it comes down to and the whole process for me is figuring out who can I trust? Okay. Who are people? Do you have a team of people? Like at least a couple? Or there were other candidates, I would say, that I could rely on. on. Oh, for sure. Different districts really kind of thing? Good. Uh, it, yeah. It's like we, we kind of overlap. You know, other volunteers I became very close with. Okay. Yeah. Other um, candidates, like I said, within our political party that... Yeah you know and and everyone collectively was very responsive and uh welcoming Here something comes up it's coming up we all know we got we got our little chat going on on whatsapp okay you know yeah, 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 like yeah. Some, okay we have our own inner workings going on to keep us informed uh help each other out whether it's uh Putting out signs, picking up signs and making sure people know about events sharing it with them um, making sure they're on social media. Hey, getting pictures of them, getting them, getting pictures of you. I mean, little things like that are helpful. Okay. Just overall with other people within your party. And it helps help. to deal with that. The weird unknowns. Well, you get help from people on a local level in certain areas. And then there's not help in other areas. I was like just going to ask it here in a second. <laughs> yeah. So we start talking like, Pulling in, we don't need to name names, but pulling in help from at a larger scale. Like, what are the challenges with that? So we're talking like at a, so you, your district is predominantly or has historically been Democrat. Yeah. 
right? Still and we're same. trying to look, you're trying to look at flipping it to a Republican uh-huh. district, right? What, what are the challenges with getting bigger groups to buy into that? What I mean by that is there's a particular gun association, right? That <laughs> you can. Yeah, I mean, and we don't have to name names, but it's a large right. gun association. Right. And it took me weeks to track these people down to find out who the gatekeeper was who made the decision right. on endorsements. And when I finally was able to track this person down, and of course, you know, our candidate that I represent is a lifetime member. Mm-hmm huge gun rights activist, Second Amendment activist. Um, I was told, well, we've got good news and bad news. <laughs> the good news is, is that you can use uh, her rating, her AQ rating, um, you know, in your advertisements All right, so and real in quick, your posting. AQ rating. An AQ rating is something given by this particular organization, which you'll probably figure out on your own. If you find Google it. Yeah. Um, But they give that to people who are a non-elected candidate or person for their position on gun right ownership and the second amendment. Okay. Okay. So this is someone who has never officially voted in an election or on an amendment or a bill like you, or a piece of a legislation. Or right. Like, like you're not a, yeah. Right. But based on, you know, your questions to their surveys and whatever else their you criteria is, you get a certain to... ranking. They have a grade. Okay. It's a grade. Right. And so it's like, you know, my mom's an AQ rated, which this is the, the highest. highest rated that you can get. And then I you know, kind of countered this person. I said, hey, we've got the people in the district next to us on both sides who are AQ rated. Yeah, who are not even members. They're not, they've never held elected office. I was told, well, you know, we stick with winning campaigns. And it's like, well, hey, I need your endorsement to become a winning campaign. People look at that. Like, this is important to get. Won't give it to me. Um, Because maybe it might have, Pushed it over. Apparently, it's some sort of a formula they use. They go back and look on data based on how the opposing party, the Democrats, voted in our district, um, which is fucking bullshit, in my opinion, because if you want to be behind your opponent, if you're behind your party, be behind them, support them. Right. And of course, now more than ever with what's going on with Trump, and all of these rhinos who were coming out or were figuring out who they are regarding the impeachment. And of course, we've got a week left until he leaves office and everyone's turning on him. Uh, it's just bullshit, man. Like, be behind your people. Stand up. Help them. But I encountered our own opposition in her campaign with people from you know, his party, whether or not he knew who she was. Someone was sure as hell making sure that Donald Trump had no idea about my mom and her campaign. It's interesting. That's for sure. It's very clear. Being that, what what was the difference? The, uh, the, the what do you, what's the the term? I guess the p- points difference between your mom and oh the her spread opponent, whatever on that. the spread is. Um, yeah. you know, going into it, I believe it had the district had been reconfigured to like a plus. Eight, and uh, it when we got the final numbers, it still percentage wise was about twenty percent difference. It was like sixty forty. Okay, which was strikingly similar. So it's twenty to the points, but it's actually only ten point swing. If you get that extra ten right. points, you're looking at 10, eleven. You're right there. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what do you know the historic? numbers on there did you guys bring down did you close the gap from prior years in other words well that's hard to say okay because there was an exorbitant amount of mail-in ballots like unsurpassed this year this year that hadn't happened showed up okay so that's so your mom is going to run in 20 yeah she's running again 2022 congress is every two two years years, senate is every six 
date is every two as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, she's very interesting continue. to see what kind of happens. I'm just interested <laughs> to see, like, I like numbers. Like, I know I like yeah. to know like statistics and see. Okay, what are the probabilities of different things happening? So I work on all day long and then work through well, numbers mm-hmm. all day long, right? And try sure. and figure and those types of things that's, out. And, that's where your donors really come in because, you know, I didn't quite understand it when I first started. Like, what's the big push for getting donations? Like, I I get it. Things cost money. Nothing's right. free. But, you know, as a virtuous, like, idealistic person, I'm always like, but if you're good and you do the right thing... Someone's gonna notice. No, no, poli- people don't give a shit. A lot politics of politics is no, no one gives two shits, and you have to push above and beyond. Is it as cutthroat? And this is we haven't talked about it. Are politics is politics even at a local level as cutthroat as it fucking sounds like? Is it, it cutthroat as it shit? Depends your district and who you're up against. And not only them, but we faced more adversity by some other people within our own political party. Right. You know, I mean, I was kind of surprised that our opponent didn't put up a big campaign. They alluded to to it. They made it look like they spent a lot of money, which is interesting. But she didn't actively campaign as many Democratic candidates did not because they were under this guise of fear or whatever you want to call it of COVID restrictions. And we're going to do this behind a computer screen and campaign. When in the reality is that in our County of Hillsboro, we knocked on more doors for the Trump team. And I say we collectively as Republicans than any other County in the state. Right. You did have, excuse me, you did have, what was it? The number two door knocker. Person. Oh, one of my good friends. Yeah. One of my good friends was like the number three. Or number three or number something three like that. Number three or four. She was like right in there. She was like within like a couple that's pretty cool. hundred I mean, doors. That's a yeah, lot of, knocking that's a on lot doors. Of, yeah. like, contact with people. And, and it's huge. It's you know huge I mean? like, to get out there. And that's one thing that the, the like Trump campaign had focused on there. was being involved, getting out there, talking to voters. Mm-hmm. I myself did a few occasions where, you know, you're going out there because – how else are you going to understand your constituency and your voter base if you don't go out there and talk to them? Zoom isn't going to do it all the time. No. I live on Zoom. Yeah. And um, it's a challenge. Well, right. Get, I believe it. 1, you can get a lot of people that dial difficult. in and do those sorts of things. And unfortunately, it's like you get a lot of silence out of you. It's kind of one of those things. It's like, anybody have any questions? And it's. Literally the silence that I just made for our iTunes yeah. and and uh, Spotify listeners, it's literally that. It's just a, a quiet. Okay, well then I guess there's no questions, so we're well, gonna go ahead and move on. And that sucks because you need the feedback. You well, really have to, yeah, that's the inner human interaction. Huge. Of, it's huge. Of like, doing anything you know, like my this, mom right? is a petite, blonde, very fit individual. And she showed up in some less desirable neighborhoods that are in her uh, uh, district and was talking to the voters and people. And these are people who are like, I'm a Democrat. I don't want to talk to you. And she's like, Why? well, Let's okay. Let's have a conversation Yeah, for can a I minute. just share some things with you about my platform? Well, then they start talking. They're sharing things. They're like, well, shit. I don't want someone taking my guns away from me. I want to be able to defend myself and my family. Well, I, I'm pro-life. You know, I don't have, they're starting to realize like, well, I don't have to vote this way. It's not just about guns. There's a lot of other things that go There's along with of- the party that people are going, well, wait a second. I'm not okay with this. I like you. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, I'm going to vote for you. And on one particular occasion, some of these people ran after her and they tugged on her arm and she turned around and they said, don't forget about us when you win. You're the only. When was the last time that that other candidate had gone down? Never. There? Right. So they, you know, they told her you're the only candidate we've ever seen. Right. That's and incredible. Then this is a white lady with, she does. The thing is that I met is, your mom. I met your mom. She yeah, doesn't, absolutely. You know, what's cool. You can and Google you know her. What? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't give a shit. She doesn't care. 
who you are or what you look like or what you do. It's about how you treat people. Right. And she knows everybody deserves a fair shot. Everybody deserves that equal opportunity. Right. And that's what the Republican Party- She busted Party her ass to create a company. Looking, and, looks to yeah, bring forward to everyone is right. bringing forward the Constitution, enforcing the Constitution. That's a whole other show. <laughs> right. No, that's awesome. And I'm glad you brought that story up because I think that really brings to light a lot of what what people need to start doing. And it's got to be less about kind of like the me and I and about the us and we kind of situation, right? It's just kind of a... We're, we, well, you got to pay it forward. We got to pay okay, it forward. You got to understand. You got to put this you gotta shit out there. You got to rise up right. everyone together and help your community and you do that through having conversations with people. You do not, not yeah. through a fucking meme or some bullshit internet rhetoric or posting what right. you ate for breakfast. That doesn't create change. That doesn't but I had make egg a, whites. That doesn't make a conversation. Egg whites and broccoli for right? breakfast. Nobody. Bullshit. You know what? Unfortunately, I had a breakfast taco. Two of them. I had dose too. <laughs> It was good there again, though. But no, you're right. I mean, it really comes down to that. So. Well, but you have to make the effort. <laughs> Excuse me. Most people right. don't want to make the effort. And now more than ever, and I get it. Hey, man, the masks, COVID, you got your restrictions. You got to do what you got to do. But that doesn't stop you from having a conversation and talking to somebody. Right. So there, I mean, we all remember it, it fucking wasn't that long ago. It's like probably what, like 16 months, two, two years, something like that. Okay, ago, what? That like a Democrat and a Republican could have a conversation. Remember are that? Are you a Democrat remember those now? Days? Wait, no, are you going to like remember? reveal yourself to remember me? Remember when, when Democrats and no, Independents. No, because and, I wasn't even political before. But no, but you I mean. COVID it's changed like, everything. We never talked about me, shit like that. So. It, but regardless, it was like, like. I remember, like, it wasn't that long ago. Like, we could have altering, you still can conversations. I mean, I just was we still can. That's exactly it. We still well, and can. that's how you make. I actually got interviewed by the BBC quite a few times during my tenure doing this um, through a friend of a friend. Passed on my number. That's cool. I didn't know about that. Oh, you didn't? Then, yeah. Tell me about oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. Um, so we're friends with a woman who used to be, or no, she still is like the president of the, I'm the worst. I'm sorry. I don't remember the organization That's okay. name all the yeah, way. No worries. But it's like the Republican Federated Group of Florida. Okay. And she said, you know what? You are like a soccer mom. <laughs> she you, literally is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like blah, blah, blah. She was like, is that okay if I give your She's number a cooler soccer mom, though. to the BBC? And I was like, oh, sure. So, you know, initially they reached out as a Trump supporter. They wanted to talk to me about my ideas and what I thought. So I had a couple of phone conversation interviews with this other person who lived in the Midwest, who was a Biden supporter. Yeah. And one of the questions they asked me is if I would ever be willing to like sit down and meet this person off the radio okay. face to face, the other woman. I said, by all means, definitely. I mean, sure. she had this like super cool name for her group. I'll think of it in a minute. It was like, like, uh, wine. it was some wine group that it was like this cute, rhymy little name for her wine group out in Ohio. Okay. Uh, so she was like a soccer mom for Biden all and right. sharing her viewpoints. I was sharing my, they're like, well, listen, you know, would you ever want to meet this woman? Shit, let's like, do it. Let's, yeah. Let's I was like, by all means, I said, first of all, her little group sounds fucking really cool. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> I said, secondly, like, that's how you create change is by having an open communication right. experience. That's exactly it. Right. Right. And so, like, one of my, I mean, this isn't even someone I've met before, but um, there is a documentary that I watched about a black man who was a jazz piano player who ended up befriending accidentally. It's called an accidental courtesy. An accidental courtesy. What's yeah, it on? It's amazing. It's, it's a on documentary. Netflix? I think it's on Netflix. Okay. Go on. Or Amazon. But he accidentally becomes friends with these high-ranking members of the KKK. Okay. Yeah, Daryl Davis. Look him up. He's amazing. On watching his documentary called An Accidental Courtesy, I, I he had this statement saying that if I'm sitting on my side over here and you're over here, 
but we're not talking to each other. How am I going to make change? You make change when you cross that line and you sit down and you have a conversation and I'm going to listen to you. I may not agree with what you have to say. Half the time we shouldn't agree. But I respect your right to voice your independent thought. And so over time, there have been a few dozen high-ranking members of the KKK that have walked away from that organization. Oh, I know who you're talking about. And have him. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. This, he's a big dude. He's uh, like he's a, big a larger dude, dude yeah. a little bit, but I like that. No, I think he's. So, yeah, no, I've, I I've don't seen, think he's big. No, uh, Daryl Davis is called. I, yeah, in, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen that guy. Yeah, absolutely. So I always, I as soon keep as you that said in my that, mind. That statement, I was like, I, his face came to mind. And well, I'll, because I'll find it and I'll post it out to the uh, bars open. It's kind of like when page. I talk. I think I was telling you earlier how when I'm around my. All right, maybe I don't know who I was telling this to, but like when I'm around younger people, uh, my nieces are in high school and their friends are around. I want to know about them. I want to talk to them. Yeah. I want to ask them questions. And I go, does anybody ever talk to you? And they go, nobody oh. asks about them. Nobody wants to know they about talk kids at them. At them. They don't, they don't talk ask to them about them. Yeah. Right. And, and that's one of the fucking things. These that- kids these days. To me, it's sad. I think even like they don't adults have- are in that situation. It's like everybody, like you have all of the social medias and everybody's talking mm-hmm. at people. They're talking at shit. And there's, we're all saying shit, right? But we're not talking to each other. And that's the whole point of like having conversations. Make trying people to do feel important. Right. Don't you even know, make them feel it. They are I mean, important. Every, like reinforce it, the fact that people are you're, you important. You know what? You're right. And you said that better than I did. But it's not about making them feel important. It's like having someone ask a question. Like how, not just it's, how. It's huge. Remember that. Remember the old thing is like, how you doing today? And just walking off. It's like, how about you say, how are you doing today? And you fucking stay there for a second and actually let somebody respond. My favorite is when people ask me, I go up to Starbucks or something. They're like, how you doing today? I'm like, Oh man. Jesus Christ. But you don't even thank know. Thank you for asking. <laughs> right. I am you got 10 minutes. Really let's go get a coffee. I'll tired. buy you. Oh my God. I did not sleep last night. Oh, I'm having a, they're like, oh my God, you did? Like, I had a dream about unicorns and I fell <laughs> off a cliff. That's and awesome. But that's the only way you get to know those people. Like, I drive. Right. Again, I'm a Starbucks guy once in a while, and I'm a Dunkin' Donuts guy because they're both right there. Right? Uh, wait, but you're wearing a black rifle. And I'm a black hat. rifle guy. So. I'm by heart here. It's a but conundrum. Easy over there, right? So literally they all know my name because I go to all of them enough. As they should. Right. Um, I drink a shit ton of coffee. A shit ton? But oh, it's okay. like, it's even with, you know how they know me? Because I normally have, I pile all my dogs into my car and Mickey gets to sit on the seat. And if you follow me, you see it all out there. And the other dogs. Oh, wait. But they all know me. Do you broadcast the coffee run with the dog? No, I don't broadcast it. <laughs> they just so everybody knows it. Like the coffee shops. Know okay. It, right? so, so you're like the weirdo. That has all the dogs with them. The dogs. Yeah. And you have a I'm story. not really that weirdo. It's just. You're okay. But the idea is that like. What's the story? The story is that they all get something out of me bringing my dogs because they every single time I have the dogs, they're always up at the window and every single time somebody pokes their head out, they're like, oh my God, dogs, look at them, right? And that's the point. My dogs love it. They love it. That's the whole idea, right? And that's bringing everybody up just a notch for the minute, right? Bringing them up for the... I think it's just making things fun again. (laughs) I mean... You if know, I can only go through a fucking drive-thru? Uh, yeah, I mean... Bring the dogs. If that makes people happy, fuck. Bring the dogs, right? I got three of them. Stuck. I think people have gotten so mean lately. Yeah. You know? And then they need to check the fuck out. I'm and, done with mean people. Yep, we're not like into me, it. All right, I'm, so... I'm canceling them. <laughs> we're not going to cancel anybody. Yeah, oh, you have to. Everybody else mean, being canceled, whatever. So, all right. Suck. So, last question. Okay. What was your favorite experience from being from leading kind of a campaign, being a campaign manager? First time into it. I don't like titles. We're gonna say campaign At manager all. because I, I don't know what them. else to fucking call you. 
campaign yeah, boss. Yeah, I know. You're, it, a, you're a, right. a, a boss bitch. Yeah, I'm going to boss around my mom, <laughs> man. You better but get what, over what here. What would you say was? I mean, I don't know what else to call you. I mean, it's basically a campaign. I know, campaign but I hate that. No, it's fine. I was a big help, let's just say. Uh, you're a campaign manager, yeah. whatever. To you a get paid degree. anymore. You get a bonus every once in a while. I can buy you a steak that. or something. Yes, yeah, steaks. Yeah, really good steaks. I'm all about steaks. She made steaks with her own seasoning. We'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> Gosh. But I, mean, what was the, what, I mean, what was your favorite part? Was it just like expanding like your experiences, <laughs> understanding how shitty people really can be or how great people oh, really can okay. be? Um, I don't know. What I mean. I uh, learning about the politics in Florida. I don't know what what would you say it would be. I think it's just meeting good people. I met well. That's that's a big factor for yeah. us relocating and moving out there. Were the people that I met and interacted with. It made me feel I wasn't alone in my beliefs. Like I was not actually a political person until COVID happened. Yeah. So during COVID, I started um, reading the news more, uh, paying attention, um, following certain social media influencers, handles, critically thinking about the world at large. And so that kind of impacted my outlook. And okay. then, of course, being involved. Um, but, you know, overall, I was, uh, I got to meet some great people. I got to meet Ron DeSantis briefly. Cool. Um, you know, congressional yeah. seat, Matt Gates, or what do you call him? Matt Gates. Congressman. Yeah. Congressman Matt Gates. Matt yeah. Gates, you know, yeah. uh, nice, quick, um, you know, made eye contact with Donald Trump at a rally. I felt like he saw me. Um, <laughs> no, he did. He looked right at me. Uh, so that was cool. Um, you know, different things, like different people being, of course, being interviewed by the BBC. I had like four or five interviews cool. with them, which was cool. Going to do it again? If they call me. You're going to run the, you're going to, if your mom oh. asks. <laughs> oh, no, BBC, I mean, you'd be like, if they call you. Yeah. You're going to do it again if your mom asks? You know, that's hard. I really want to focus on the business and grow the company. Let's talk about that. Right now. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. So, so we gonna grow the business, grow the company. We'll throw it out there, maybe. 20. Maybe, because I love pressure and deadlines. I do really well with those constricting deadlines and things have to happen. However, um, I'm honest. It's my mother. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to her. She may not like what I have to say, but she listened you know what to me. The best thing is you're honest with her. I am. Straightforward. I'm brutally honest with her. Like And... um. Yeah, she listened to me and things went really good. That's awesome. Yeah, so, so I was like, oh, great. My mom's going to listen to me. I like this. This is perfect. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll have to just play it by ear. I mean, we definitely need to bring on a professional consultant, which I'm looking at through people I've met that I trust that have given me resources. See? It's it's kind of like <laughs> you do this in iterations and you always get better the next time, Hey, life, right? you know, life is a continual unfoldment <laughs> process and, right. you know, you got to like, learn from your experiences and if you don't and you keep fucking repeating it, then I think you're insane or something like that. It's kind of the same, right? So, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. My family seasonings, I've talked about this a few times on the show. We actually did the My Family Seasonings over Christmas Ooh. on a standing rib roast. Okay. And it was probably the best fucking thing I've ever had in my entire Wonderful. life. Wonderful. And Beth said the same thing. And I'm sorry to swear. Sorry. But it was amazing. And we've actually given, you sent us a, a, a big ass package of these things. Okay. We handed them out to the neighbors. And they're also providing us with feedback Leave that is Google swimmingly... They've got all sorts of things from hamburger mm. seasoning to this one's wild game seasoning. You've got meatloaf seasoning. There's a million of them. So go out to myfamilyseasoning.com yeah. and check that out. It's also in all sorts of uh, grocery stores and different locations. Yeah, in, grocery stores, here Amazon. Here in Texas, it's primarily Central Market here. We love Central Markets. Thank you, Robin Murphy. Yeah, you're wonderful. So, yeah, so Allison, thank you so much for chatting with me for a while tonight. I could it's keep going. So. I mean, I could keep going. But you we know. could Joe Rogan this and just do like this three, three hours hour of shit across just... the table. 
you know, going at it. Well, it's already late intellect. night, guys. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not joking. It's pretty late night. It's already one o'clock in the morning here. I'm not tired. They're they're driving through this is for family and friends, and this is the extended cut. Family oh. and friends, they're driving through. They're moving from California to Florida. We're leaving. Colorado. Really happy that you're. Staying with us for a couple nights. Me too. I was really excited. Awesome. So, I know. Thank you so much. Very and I'm um, happy to have her husband here, Brian, thank you. as well. So with that, I'm going to wrap up. Thank you to all our first responders, military, frontline folks. Evan Haley, miss you. Ian, it's too late to get a beer. Make the fire. Be good to each other. And we'll catch you guys next time. All right. Later.